Hey everyone, it's Candace Eisner back with you again this week. And this week, the second episode on our Making Your Year Start Out White Right 2020 planning episode series, we are going to talk about small business trends for 2020. Welcome to Life Beyond the Massage Table, a podcast for massage therapists, or really anyone who works in health and wellness. I'm here to help you take a look at your business and practice in new ways, to think outside the box, and to shift gears from the same old stuff that isn't helping you build the life and the business that you really want. Let's get started. Hey, how is everyone? I hope you guys are all having a really great week, wherever you are, whatever time of year it is right now. Um, Rather than my usual babble, I'm just going to launch right into today's episode. So yes, this is the second of three in my series about starting 2020 off right, or really starting any year off right, and or really just starting your business off on the right foot. Let's even just put it that way. Um, No matter when it is, you know, you could be listening to these episodes in like October, that's okay. You can still learn something from them. You can still, you know, use the valuable information to your advantage. And that's really what this is about is just helping you take the information and use it to the your advantage in your business so that you can grow your business to the way you want it to be. So yeah, for today's episode, I thought it might be interesting to go over some business trends for 2020 that you guys as health and wellness entrepreneurs, you know, like massage therapists, physios, yoga teachers, shiatsu therapists, acupuncturists, whatever it is you might be doing, might want to know about. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of articles this year about like the biggest trends in business, you know, and like, why are though the why are there so many new articles? Well, I think it's because it's a new decade. You always see these articles like biggest trends for 2015, biggest trends for 2018. But I think there's even more of them right now. And I think the main reason why is because we're in a new decade and everyone's kind of got this like new decade, new me mindset. So there's a lot of stuff being published right now about business trends. But as you guys might already suspect, a lot of it isn't really super important for you guys to know. Unless you care from a personal standpoint, or maybe you have friends who work in like more corporate environments who care about that stuff. Um, But in terms of your personal business, like your small business, your solo business as a health or wellness entrepreneur, as a massage therapist or whatever it is you do, you probably don't really care that like it's a trend now that open concept offices are less popular than they used to be. 10 years ago, they were the thing. Now they're moving away from open concept offices. They're moving away from the trend of sort of not having assigned seating, but people can sit wherever the heck they want. That is kind of changing, but you probably don't care so much about that because you don't work in that kind of environment. And similarly, you probably don't care too much about the fact that new laws have been coming in about like the whole gig economy concept. Um, There's been a new law set in California. There was some precedent set uh, due to the way like Lyft and Uber were operating. Again, you guys probably don't care that much about that. Maybe you do, again, from a personal standpoint, you just find it interesting. But in terms of your business, that doesn't really affect you too much. But let's talk about the stuff that you might want to actually know that either affects your bottom line or affects your business in some way or things that you might want to think about in terms of how you promote your business. Um, So let's talk about those things today. So here are five specific business trends for 2020 that I think are important for health and wellness entrepreneurs to know about. 
Number one is more people are working for themselves. More people are self-employed now. So this is absolutely on the rise. I mean, many of you guys are self-employed, right? Many of you listening are self-employed. Now, in terms of statistics, one report on people from the United States that I read said that in 2005, about 10% of the workforce was self-employed. And in 2015, so that's 10 years later, that rose to about 15%. And now estimates say that it's probably 30% or higher. So it has really exploded in the last five years. That is just a huge thing. And we could go on about why that is, but I don't think that's so important for you guys to know in terms of your businesses. It's just something to keep in mind. Now, in Canada, where I am, our numbers aren't quite as high, but you're still seeing a lot of self-employed people. We're at about 15% of the workforce, uh, the self-employed folks. And that number is also definitely on the rise. So other than the fact that it's kind of fun to have more people to talk to about, like the, the ins and outs of being self-employed and the frustrations and filing your taxes as self-employed because that's a pain in the butt and all that kind of stuff, Are there other things you might want to think about for your business in terms of more people being self-employed? Well, yeah, for sure. So for those of you who work in places where a lot of your clients have insurance coverage for your services, this is starting to change. You know, as an example, the example I usually give with massage therapists, many of them, many of us, and I sort of still consider myself a massage therapist, even though I'm technically, you know, inactive, or actually, I'm not inactive, I'm actually retired, I've actually like given in my registration. But regardless, massage therapists in Canada have their services covered by people's workplace insurance, like that is really common. I'm not saying every appointment is covered, but like some people say have like $500 worth of coverage or $1,000 worth of coverage, or they'll get 50% of every treatment covered up to a maximum of like really high, something like that. Like a lot of people have workplace coverage, workplace insurance coverage for things like massage. And it also extends to things like physiotherapy and chiropractic and osteopathy and yes, dental and drug benefits as well. But the main thing is for you guys, we're talking about more of the paramedical services that we call them, right? And Those clients make up a huge part of most people's client roster and income. That is absolutely true. And of course, yeah, you know, some self-employed people do buy into a private insurance plan that provides them with those same sorts of things, or they get like a group plan through their association, for example. I'm not saying that doesn't happen, but it is less common because it is another business expense and some people either can't afford it or can't justify the cost. And many of those plans only cover a bare minimum anyway. Like they they cover like, say, medications and some dental and emergency services, but they don't really cover things like, para, again, quote unquote, paramedical services like massage and physiotherapy and et cetera, unless it's like, you know, more catastrophic type stuff. So this is a trend you guys need to think about. For many people in this situation, clients with insurance coverage are their bread and butter. If those clients are starting to go away, their businesses are going to struggle more. Now, I'm not saying clients only see you because you they have insurance coverage. I am not trying to paint massage and other, you know, careers that are again that quote unquote paramedical coverage by insurance. I'm not trying to paint you as being 
only important to people because they happen to have insurance for it. However, I'm sure most of you have had clients, in fact, many of you have lots of clients probably, who can't see you as regularly as they would like due to lack of funds because either they don't have the work insurance to help offset the costs or they aren't willing to book beyond what their insurance covers. They simply won't pay out of pocket or won't pay very much out of pocket. As much as they would love to, they just, they either can't or they won't. This is a reality. You have to be honest with yourself about this. So this is a topic to think about for the future of your career with less people having company insurance plans and that number growing every year. How are you going to continue to attract clients when some people like their main motivation for choosing you is that you you know, you have the designation and they can get insurance coverage, at least from the, the start. I'm, I'm not saying that's the only reason why people choose to book with you. Absolutely not. But it is a huge factor. I, I hope you understand what I'm saying here. You know, it is huge. And it's something that as more and more people are self-employed and don't have the insurance coverage, it's changing the face of massage therapy. It's changing the face of physiotherapy. It's changing the face of those services that have that insurance coverage. So this is something you need to be thinking about. The second trend I'm going to talk about is how people prefer businesses that are green and socially responsible these days. It is something that's really important to them. And we actually talked about this a little bit in my last episode on health and wellness trends. But let's talk about it again because it is a business trend that I think is important. So just about every brand out there is talking about how they can be more sustainable, more green, more environmentally friendly, all that kind of stuff. And why is that? Well, because people are really starting to take notice and they actually do care about these things, right? Climate change is real. People read articles nearly every day about how plastic and poor agricultural practices and gas guzzling cars and so on are screwing up our planet. And they want to support businesses that don't partake in these practices. So you might think this doesn't really apply to you as a quote unquote healthy business. Like, like how would this apply to me? You know, I'm not, I'm not driving, you know, uh, like a huge gas guzzling car all over the place. I'm not, you know, jet setting all over the planet, you know, and, and uh, spending a lot of fuel on air, airfare. And I'm not, you know, uh, I'm not burning a lot of, you know, coal. Uh, like I'm just, I'm, I'm a, I'm a small healthcare provider. I'm a small wellness provider. Like what does this have to do with my business? But trust me, it does have something to do with your business. If people aren't already asking you about your business practices and how like how they're eco-friendly, how you're supporting that, they're going to start at some point. At least some people are going to ask you. So I recommend you do an assessment and see if there are things that you can change in your in your practice, in your office, uh, you know, whatever, wherever it is you work. For example, can you use more reusable materials? You know, I gave an example in the previous podcast episode where I know some therapists who use like a heart, like this, again, a massage therapy example, but it applies to those of you working in other environments as well, not just massage therapists. If you have, say, an oil, a cream, something that is single use that you're using with clients, um, for example, you know, um, coconut oil that is hardened. So what people do, instead of dipping their dirty hands into the actual like oil bucket, you know, as they're treating clients, they'll dispense out just a little bit of oil into a little Dixie cup and use one of those per client. You know, that's great for sanitary reasons, but that's not so great for the environment because you're throwing away a bunch of Dixie cups every year. So how can you make that more sustainable? 
can you use something reusable, you know, glass jars, a bottle that you can properly sanitize in between clients? Um, is there another way that you can make it work, right? So that's, that's just one example of using more reusable materials, not throwing away so many things. Another example, and I know a lot of you out there are still, you know, using paper charts. I certainly did when I was still in practice. But can you switch to paperless charting and receding so people don't have to take away little pieces of paper every day? Can you buy eco-friendly, cruelty-free massage lotion? That's a really simple thing to do. Um, obviously, those of you using like a pure oil, it probably is already cruelty-free and vegan and, you know, friendly to the planet. Well, you know, it depends on what you're buying. But um, those of you who use lotions, what's in that lotion? Can you reduce your water usage and energy consumption by, you know, doing your laundry only when you have a full load, doing it at off-peak hours, finding ways to reduce the amount of, you know, water that you're using? Can you do more of your marketing online and less on paper? So, for example, don't buy that many business cards or f don't buy flyers at all. Do all that stuff online. You know, people book online. People get email reminders. You can email people about things. They don't necessarily need a business card to take away with them. You know, or you can only print like a small number of business cards to use just in very specific circumstances. Say you're meeting someone face to face and want to give them a card. That way, uh, you don't need to worry about that stuff. And you're using a lot less paper. So are there ways that you can make your business more sustainable, more eco-friendly, more green? And of course, we were talking about social responsibility, just throwing this out there real quick. Is there a way that you can give back to your community in your business? Because people like to see that kind of thing as well. Can you support a local charity or nonprofit? Can you donate money? You know, can you do like a you know, a once a month thing where you donate the funds from your, uh, from your day or you donate like part of the proceeds from your day to a, a local charity that maybe people like vote on which charity. Like there's just all kinds of ways that you can incorporate that uh, element of social responsibility into your business without it affecting your bottom line. And actually it can make a positive effect on your bottom line because people like to see those things. People like to support businesses that support the community, that support local people, that support you know people in need, that support charities. So what can actually happen is even though you're donating the proceeds of your, your day once a month or once every six months or whatever to someone else, like you're not keeping the money, you can actually end up with a lot more bookings because of it, because people like to see that kind of stuff. So something else to think about. So trend number three is that traditional businesses are learning to leverage e-commerce. So what do we mean by that? What is a traditional business, you know? Well, in this case, we mean brick and mortar in-person businesses. The less traditional businesses, by the way, are the solely online ones, you know, um, the people who operate only online uh, and not in a brick and mortar fashion. So yes, all of you who have physical businesses and offices and clinics or mobile massage practices or anything where you're, you're really dealing with clients or patients, whatever you like to think of them as, customers, even if that's a term you prefer, um, this applies to you because you are dealing with people face to face. So is there a way you can use e-commerce to your advantage? Well, let me give you some ideas. Like, for example, could you sell an e-book or products? on your website. For example, could you produce a book of stretches to help clients and sell it on your website? Or could you sell a pain relieving cream on your website? 
Or could you sell TheraBands or K-Tape or other types of like therapeutic uh, tools to help people feel better? And even if none of that seems like a good fit for you, even if you're like, I I really don't want to have to do any of that. I'm really, truly not interested. Just offering this online sale of gift certificates to your business can be important and can really boost your business. You know, people want to buy online these days. That's what I'm saying. That's what the trend is. Online, uh, not just online booking, but online shopping in general. You see something in the media almost every week about how another brick and mortar business is not doing well or is about to file for bankruptcy or whatever, because so many people are shopping online. And good or bad, we can we could have a very long conversation about whether or not this is a good thing or a bad thing or it's mixed. I think the truth is that it's mixed. Um, but how can you leverage that in your business in a way that feels okay to you? That is something to think about for you. So that's the third trend. And the fourth trend is that stories and live streams are becoming really, really important in terms of sort of uh, your your online marketing, social media. And in general, digital platforms or digital advertising is important. So what does this mean for you guys? Well, there's a couple things to think about when it comes to your business and how you do your marketing. Things like Instagram stories and live streams and even YouTube, they're becoming a lot more popular. They're getting a lot more attention these days, more and more as time goes on. People watch these things a lot more than they look at static posts. So if you're using Instagram for your business, and I know a lot of you are, because when I did the episode back at the end of last year on Instagram, I got a lot of feedback about it. People are very interested in using Instagram to promote their business. It is probably the number one social media platform that people, at least in your your realm, the health and wellness realm, are talking about. And honestly, most realms people are talking about Instagram. So if you're using it for your business, I strongly recommend you use Instagram stories or do Instagram lives or a combination of both. People watch stories and engage with live streams way more than they look at your like static grid posts. Not only that, but the way the algorithm is working these days, your static posts often don't show up in people's feeds anyway, or they show up like three days later, or just very weird the way that the feed, like the, the static post feed, like, you know, the squares is working these days. They're, they're Like I said, they're not in chronological order. And Instagram has changed things so that they show people posts based on what posts they engaged with most often in the recent past. So your post might get missed, even if they wanted to see it, like even if you would ask them and say like, would this interest you? They might go, yeah, this totally interests me. They still might get it missed. It's They still might not see your static post. But stories and lives, those get viewed. People actually pay attention to who's posting, you know, Instagram stories. And in terms of like the more general stuff, Online digital platforms are more important these days, more important than ever with businesses. So if you've been really hesitant to do any of that kind of like online advertising stuff, you're like, well, no, I'm I'm a I'm a face-to-face person. I prefer to go door to door and get to know people face to face, da-da-da. You know, that's great. But you really should consider doing the online stuff. Even just some simple things, like can you add online booking? Can you offer digital payment methods like Apple Pay? Even just having something like Square available in your office can make a big difference because that way people don't need to remember to bring like checks. Who brings checks these days? Or cash, right? 
Even having a way to pay online can be really important or really big. Anything that moves you more into the digital space will likely help your business, even if you still do a lot of things the old-fashioned way, quote-unquote old-fashioned. And the fifth and last trend that we're going to talk about today is that customer reviews are now more important than ever. Now, as we know, word of mouth is usually the best way to find new clients. Like, that's just a given. And in this day and age, people often use online online reviews as their quote-unquote word of mouth. They want to know from real people what a business is like, and online reviews offer them exactly that. Even if someone gets your name from a close friend or a colleague they trust, you know, someone they know, quote-unquote, in real life, Usually they still Google you and they try to find out more about you. They don't just, they don't just, you know, take the business card, for, you know, if they even have a business card. Sometimes, sometimes the person like contacts them over Slack or over text message and says like, oh yeah, here's the person's website, check them out. You know, they are going to check you out. They are going to like Google you and like read online reviews and, and look for that kind of information. You know, they're kind of like looking for information to back up what their friend or colleague or, you know, family member has said about you. And it's not to say that they don't trust their friend or colleague or family member. It's just that they'd like to know more about you before they actually, you know, book an appointment and give their hard-earned money to you. You probably do this too. Think about any time that you're looking for, you know, to use a new service. You probably do it too. You Google them, you go to their website, you look to see if there's reviews on Yelp or whatever. So if you aren't already nudging your clients to leave you online reviews, you might want to consider doing that because that can go a long way to helping you book more clients. It doesn't have to be obnoxious, just to be totally clear about this. It can be very simple. It can be super chill, laid back. You can do it in your email newsletter that you send out. You can do it with the emailed copy of their receipt. You can have a little sign in your waiting room asking people to consider putting up a review on Google or Yelp or Facebook or wherever you want to focus on. Google's usually a good bet. Or of course, you can just ask people outright, you know, face to face, whatever works for you, whatever you're comfortable with, but it doesn't have to be weird. It doesn't have to sound like you're begging. It can just be, you know, a simple like, hey, you know, would you, you know, you've been seeing me for a while for treatments. Would you consider leaving me a little review on Google? That would help me out. Now, here's a caveat. And I've given this caveat before when I talk about this whole online review thing. I know some of you have rules from your regulatory body that state you cannot use testimonials in your advertising. I get it. That's what the CMTO in here in the College of Massage Therapists of Ontario in here in Ontario, duh, um, has been saying for a while. I don't know if they've made a very recent policy change. Maybe they have, and I haven't read up about it. But as of even just a few months ago, this was still the policy. And I know this is the policy at some other colleges or regulatory bodies as well. And I am not saying you should break those rules. However, generally speaking, the way this works is if the clients leave you reviews online on Google or Yelp or Facebook, those are okay. What's not okay is you taking, again, according to the regulatory body. I'm not saying this is not okay. For those of you who don't have a regulatory body telling you that, you know, oh, you can't use testimonials in your advertising. If you don't have that kind of rule, you can do whatever the heck you want. In fact, I recommend you put testimonials on your website if you don't have a rule. But if you have a rule, it is okay, generally speaking, to have those reviews online as long as you don't take them and put them on your website or put them in like 
a flyer, you know, we just talked about how it's not such a good idea to do flyers anymore. But if you are doing that, don't take those testimonials from Google and put them on your flyer because that's not allowed according to the regulatory body. Don't put them in your Google ads, <laughs> at least like actively, like literally, you know, say you, you purchase some, you know, Google ads, Google AdWords. Don't cut and paste a Google review into your ad. The reviews might show up because it's all integrated with Google system. But as long as you didn't cut and paste, like you didn't put it into the ad yourself, then it's okay. So overall, do think about those online reviews because they're becoming more and more important these days. Do try and nudge clients, at least the ones you feel comfortable asking, to give you a review. Just, you know, again, if you have a regulatory body, just don't like cut and paste the stuff yourself and put it onto things. But if they exist online, that is okay. So yeah, those are the five uh, trends I think are really important for you guys. So again, just in summary, number one was more people are working for themselves. And so you should be thinking about how that affects your bottom line if you take insurance coverage. Number two is people preferring businesses that are green and socially responsible. So think about how you can be more environmentally friendly, be more cruelty free, use less paper, use less water, um, uh, give back to your local community, contribute to the local community, local charities, local nonprofits. Number three, traditional businesses are learning to leverage e-commerce. So do think about ways that you can sell things online, even if it's just gift certificates and that's all you're comfortable with. Number four is stories and live streams are becoming really important. And in general, digital platforms are important. So so think about how you can move more of your um, advertising online, how you can promote yourself online, how you can be seen more using more stories, using more video. And number five is customer reviews are really important. So even if uh, you feel a little nervous about it, it's probably not a bad idea at all to be asking clients to leave you a review on you know, Google, Facebook, wherever you want to focus your energy. So that's it for this week and this episode. I uh, wish you guys all the best and I will be back again soon with another episode on planning your 2020 and making the most of your business. Hey, well, thank you so much for listening today, everyone. I really appreciate your time and the fact that you decided to join me in listening to this episode. Show notes are now available for podcast episodes and they contain links to helpful resources and other information. So please do head over to happylittlebiz.com and check out the reading link. I've got show notes for individual episodes there as well as articles on other topics for building a happy health or wellness business. Also, if you'd like to learn more about me, my background in healthcare and wellness, as well as, you know, what I'm doing with this current business, my website is the best place to do that. And I've also got links to my social media over there if you'd like to follow me. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. And again, my website address is happylittlebiz.com. All the information is there. Now, while I got you, I'd like to mention I truly do appreciate it when people leave me a rating and or depending on what you want to do, review over on iTunes. So if you like this podcast, let me know by doing that. Just look up Life Beyond the Massage Table on iTunes and then click that Ratings and Reviews tab to leave your own rating or review or both. Okay, that's it for this week. I'm sure you have other things to do, so I'll let you get to them. Have a wonderful rest of your day and here's to building a sustainable, small health or wellness business all on your own terms. Talk to you soon.